Today, we're going to take a look at some reports about the burglaries, the robberies, the looting at California retail shops. A lot of these dispensaries uh, reporting that half of them aren't going to be able to reopen. So maybe take a look at the uh, the impact, obviously, what's going on uh, and what might happen. California is not only the fifth largest GDP in the world, making it a huge economy, but the cannabis culture alone is important. And so for those reasons, we're going to dive into these reports coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. A marijuana delivery service in Oakland is the latest business to be hit by a group of thieves, and it happened not once, but twice. We're hearing a lot more stories like that where at least it's not during operating hours. So three o'clock in the morning, a group of guys are going in, um, captured on surveillance cameras, but obviously uh, all covered up. Hopefully, you know, Hopefully none of them are are doing it during the day because that can be pretty frightening uh, i was a bank manager at one point i got robbed on 420 at gunpoint and the gal who was at the teller station quit it was it was pretty bad but this poor guy he had it happen twice they kind of came back and did it again so i think it was uh, the first time was during uh, a demonstration or, or riot rather, and took out uh, his entire business. And the second time was only $25,000 worth of damage. Actually, this guy between product that was stolen, damage, uh, he's only down 50,000. But when it comes to other folks uh, in California, San Francisco specifically, you're seeing um, Rite Aid and all of these convenience stores close because there's absolutely zero uh, police around apparently. So not only that, but uh, there's some people claiming that they, there was police on, are just looking and watching this happen and they didn't do anything about it. So apparently there's some criminal gangs, you know, you've seen on TV, um, you know, just recently Nordstrom had a whole group go in uh, and organize and just rob it. So there's these flash mobs going in, gangs, whatever you want to call them, um, 15 cannabis licenses were hit in November alone. So vandalizing, stealing uh, millions of dollars, $5 million worth of product being stolen uh, just, just in California in that time frame. The former convict says he felt safer during his life of crime after his Oakland cannabis dispensary was ransacked last month. Listen to this. I was safer selling weed on the streets of Oakland than I am selling illegally. And that's a problem. That's crazy to even say, but... That's just the reality I'm living in right now. So this guy goes on to say that he knows 25 businesses that got hit and of those 50% won't reopen, won't be able to reopen. So, so some of these flash mobs or organized crimes coming in, breaking stuff. So that uh, can range from anything from like minor damage. Uh, and in some cases, gunfights between criminals and security guards. Most security guards around here aren't allowed to have guns or choose not to because um, actually, recently in Washington State, there was um, a, a doorman who ended up shooting and killing somebody, and there's a massive lawsuit. So uh, not even worth it, really. So here's the part where San Francisco police officers were looking on. At least one person was shot. Uh, burglars made off with cannabis products, and the uh, San Francisco police were just, they didn't do anything about it. So a lot of what we're seeing, uh, thefts and vandalizing, um, is 
companies being targeted so they know that there's not a lot of police uh, you can see what's happening at Rite Aid and just at the corporate level with mass looting so why not go towards uh, something else you're getting $500 an hour in, in Mexico the Mexicans are paying 5x over what Californians are so for $100 ounce Mexicans are paying $500 for that so I'm just saying like there's there's arbitrage somewhere right people are doing this for a reason and it's um safer than robbing a bank i guess you don't have to wait till uh, they don't have big safes right you just go in and steal the stuff so um really unfortunate that their people are getting targeted um there was this one company blunt and more so they got hit uh, a year and a half ago during the national uh, black lives matter protests uh that's when he got nailed for $700,000 on a complete loss from damages to a product loss. This time around, he got hit again, but it's only $25,000 to fix the glass shelves and cases and stuff. So, um, but like I mentioned, out of the 25 businesses that he knows, half aren't going to reopen. That's it's pretty scary. So on top of that, he says he's been targeted by vandals or burglars at least 10 times since 2018. So how much targeting can the small business withstand before they just kind of close up shop? How hard is it for them to recover? I mean, with direct sales, maybe people don't care. Like with Amazon, people are like, I don't care if stores close and the mall closes. Like I still get my stuff, but there's a lot of people who are impacted by that. Um, and so if some of these stores do close in rural areas, especially, then you're not going to be able to service those people. Uh, we see that a lot. For an industry that still doesn't have banking, uh, insurance companies that really won't file uh, or, or fulfill claims like this or drop you immediately afterwards um, doesn't really leave these businesses much, right? They're already kind of low income by definition. Um, a lot of, you know, you think like big marijuana MSOs, but a lot of these small companies are individually owned. They don't have a lot of capital. They don't have access to banks and um, loans and things like that. So they're going to have to pay for this out of, out of pocket. And it's going to be a, a big impact to a lot of them that are um, not able to utilize insurance and, and normal things. Fortunately, some of the cannabis um, or some of the senators in San Francisco passed an ordinance to delay a cannabis tax to kind of help fight the legacy market. So not having to pay those taxes are going to maybe help to um, help some of these businesses to put money back in and, and fix things up. Others are going to get um, an advantage because they don't have, they haven't been broken into or yet. Uh, but hopefully they'll get some order restored down in San Francisco and Oakland and, and California at some point, because this isn't sustainable for any small business. And I think that's maybe kind of the point we've been on lockdown. It's already been hurting small businesses. Now they're talking about, uh, not, uh, you know, the, the Biden administration is talking about raising uh, taxes for small businesses like that would be a death nail. You can't have a lockdown and um, all of these things and then have all of the looting and then have people stay at home um, and expect people to stay in business. This um, The essential businesses were the Walmarts. You know, luckily cannabis was deemed essential, but not all small businesses were. And as a result, a lot of small businesses failed and will not reopen. That's just a fact. I went into a um, a town over the Olympic Peninsula uh, in Washington State, military town, and it looks desolate. It looks bad. 
some over by Forks. You know, if you've ever read that or seen those movies, um, that's where it's at. And uh, it's bad. So some of these rural areas are, are significantly impacted. And, um, you know, if the federal government doesn't step in and help with, with some control, not control, but uh, order, um, you know, you can't just have police on the side watching a gunfight go down. Like that's, people are fleeing out of California to, to places like Texas. It's crazy. You know, maybe the Safe Banking Act would help, but they just pulled the banking part out of a bill, uh, National Defense uh, something act, NDAA, and they pulled the whole banking part uh, for cannabis out of that. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's great that it's going to be helping social equity, but uh, I think the biggest thing to help social equity would be to give them banking. So more of a delay, uh, more opportunities if you're already in business, going to give you more of a, a first mover advantage if you're able to stay in business. I think that's the key is there's going to be more reasons to kind of just fold and, and, and allow others to gain more market share as others, uh, you know, take opportunities like this and just get out the game. It's um, is difficult. So um you need cash, you need a lot of it, you need a lot of resources, you need to stay in the, in the game as long as you can. Uh, and even then, once legalization happens, there is no guarantee that you'll be able to compete with the other MSOs who have a lot more access to capital or Canadian companies that come in who have uh, who are publicly traded, they'll just be buying out. We'll see that whole consolidation piece happen too. Um, but maybe cannabis banking will come. I think that would give the whole industry uh, a lot of hope, but that would be the very beginning of legalization. And many, many people in the industry don't want that to happen yet because they want to keep moving. They want to keep grabbing market share because inevitably, as we've seen from uh, some of the senators and house reps in DC, that uh, they're going to give priority to existing license holders. Uh, so we'll have to see where that goes. You just got to come back to the talking hedge and find out. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.